Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Oh yeah, Holden, first pod from the new place. Oh yeah, that's right, yeah. How you liking your uh, new apartment, Jimmy? Well, it's nice and spacious. Lots of room for activities or whatever they say. And what is that, Step Brothers? Yeah, that's Step Brothers. I have not seen that movie. Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I was just over there last night. Seems like a pretty cool place. Yeah, I'm at that stage, though, that I don't know where anything is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you're still unpacking. You yeah. know, you're, still, you're still moving stuff, correct? Yes, yeah, because I have until the end of the month to get everything out of my apartment. So all the big stuff is here. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like all the little things. So I'm like, oh, I don't have any like clothes up here. So I need to go down and get clothes and just weird things like that. Or I brought up, you know, food, but I don't have a plate. Yeah. Yeah. So I just need to get everything moved up here. But it's, you know, it's good, Holden. New pod, not new pod, new place, same pod. New place, same pod. That's correct. Yeah. That's my motto. We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our reviews of the season finale of Peacemaker and Uncharted, the long-anticipated video game adaptation. That one movie podcast. But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. The Tom Hollands this week yeah what is what where's tom holland rank this week special tom holland episode i feel like we've done tom holland before but uh i'll give i mean i'm no i'm saying like we use him as a ranking we replace one of the toms oh yeah okay you're right um give him you give him the brokaw spot okay tom holland okay we'll give him the brokaw spot tom holland okay let's see if we remember that (laughs) don't just drop it in 30 (laughs) seconds all right here we go Tom's is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms Holland, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Holland is the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Let's get to it, Holden. What do we got? Okay, so first off, we have a new Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer. Um, this came out like around the Super Bowl. So I don't know if like I didn't I don't remember the TV spot it had, but this is an actual full length trailer that dropped. Um, what do you think of it, Jimmy? Looks very good. That's mm-hmm. what I would think. I'm like I'm just ready for this movie. Like initially, it was coming out what March twenty something. Yeah, March. Yeah, something like that. And now it's May, early May. Late May, yeah, can't remember. something like that. <laughs> uh, I'm ready for this movie, Holden. It looks great. Sam Raimi back in action in the superhero genre. We got Captain Picard, not Captain Picard. What's this? Uh, is the uh, Professor X? Professor X. <laughs> Maybe I. I'm wondering if you know it's just Patrick Stewart playing someone else. Like, Patrick I don't know. I, there's not really anything that's confirming it is him. And it kind of looks like he's standing up to, which is typically not a trademark of Professor X. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Except in uh, Dark Phoenix or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, maybe he's playing Captain Picard. Yeah, maybe. And then they're like, hey, you remind me of someone else I know. Except they, <laughs> it doesn't say that because he doesn't know who Professor X is. Um, and I've heard rumors that it's going to be like the animated Professor X. So, Oh, really? Yeah, from like the 90s or something. Okay. Um, what else is in that? What's, what else is in that trailer you got? Is it is it like Captain America Girl? Is that a what if thing? No, it's what's her. I I can't remember what the character's name is. Is it Miss America? Miss America? I, I don't know. It, it's she doesn't. It she's not just like a female Captain America because she has like apparently like she can open holes and dimensions in addition to like some like super strength stuff. So I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't know that aspect of her. I thought she was just going to be kind of like introduced in this movie. But if she actually can like open holes in reality, it kind of makes sense why she's in this. But yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, so she's in there. Uh, it looks like they're in Kang's place for part of it. Or is am I misremembering his end of time place room? office maybe maybe i'm i don't know i mean it it definitely yeah i'm not really sure uh it kind of looks like it's it's definitely like an old castle kind of thing but um i don't i don't really know it's everything just looks so weird in this trailer (laughs) it's 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 i don't really know what's going on aside from reality seemingly falling apart i really like the shots of like Doctor Strange like weirdly falling apart or like when he's like all cubed yeah. up that's kind of cool he looks like Play-Doh um, yeah he looks like Play-Doh there's the uh, shot of like Wanda going into her eye at the end of the trailer that's pretty cool um, there's rumors and I think we even may have mentioned this when we talked about WandaVision that she might be like the main villain and I think this trailer shows that that's a possibility I could see that happening, or at least like at some point in the movie, she becomes the villain. I just think it's nice that they're integrating Wanda so much from the mm-hmm. the what the trailer shows. So that's exciting, and it looks like uh, WandaVision is kind of a necessary prerequisite for this movie. So get on it, folks. Get on Disney Plus and watch it. Listen to our uh, recaps episodes. Yeah, if you don't want to watch it, just listen to our podcast. Oh yeah, just listen to the pod. <laughs> we talk about it in depth. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the biggest positive is that it definitely seems like Sam Raimi is just bringing a very unique flair to it, and like the previous like versions of Doctor Strange we've seen in or different movies that he's been in, the most interesting aspect definitely seems to be the visuals, which I'm excited for. That was my favorite part of the first Doctor Strange movie. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring back Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give him an actual good character this time. All right, Holden, what are you going to rate this trailer? I'll give it a Brokaw. Well, I'll give it good. a Tom Holland because that's oh, yeah. what the rating <laughs> system is this week, Holden. You failed the test. I was testing you and you failed. Oh, no. Okay. I think we should zap each other if we get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Do you like shock collars or whatever. Yeah. All yeah. right. Make it a little bit more fun. All right, Tom Holland. <laughs> For me, what if only there was another trailer that debuted during the Super Bowl for something that was a big budget thing, Holden? That would well, really scratch well, my Jimmy, itch. Or, Jimmy, I've yeah. got the thing for you. There was a Sonic the Hedgehog Super Bowl spot. Whew. 
just kidding. I, I didn't watch that. Um, uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power had a thing. Um, it was like double the length of a normal Super Bowl spot because I think it was a minute long. Um, but yeah, would you would you think of this little trailer? It looks um, expensive. Does yes, mm-hmm. no surprise there. It looks kind of like. I mean, visually, it looks like The Hobbit, which I think a lot of people are saying. Like, it's got, it's very colorful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, kind of unrealistically colorful. And I think Peter Jackson might have gone back and add some of that color to The Lord of the Rings, too, when he made like the 4K, whatever, Blu ray special edition things. Sure. Most recently. So, I mean, I, that doesn't really bother me all that much. Um, I think it looks good. I, People don't like this, I guess. I don't know. Seems like uh, people are are kind of already rooting against this series. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I mean, I've said I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but I think I'm cautiously optimistic because it, what I'm seeing isn't just like outright bad. It, I mean, it like you said, looks expensive. Looks like they're putting a lot of work behind it. Apparently, like the people behind it seem to be passionate about the the lore in the series. So, I mean, it's hard to... I'll probably reserve judgment until the series comes out before I say if it looks any good or not, but I don't know. I mean, I'll probably watch the series regardless because, you know, yeah, I just can't not watch it at this point with all the hype building up to it. Yeah, we'll probably review it on the podcast, I'd imagine. And then, you know, season one, we'll see how it is and go from there, but... Mm-hmm. uh so yeah, I think people got to give it a chance. Like if you just go to the the YouTube page, it's just that one J.R. Tolkien quote. Yeah, like evil can't create anything new. It just takes stuff and twists it that was good at one. I don't know whatever the quote. Yeah, is. I saw that too. And that then was... like half of them are in Russian or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. I don't know. Um, I think it looks fine. And I don't think it looks bad, so I don't think it's fair to be like, "Well, that looks bad." So yeah, yeah. I'll it's say, just uh, Bergeron. It's, pe- it's mostly people that are like that hold those original movies to like, it, like so close to their chest. It's it's like the most important franchise in their lives, and they're like, Ugh. I, I think those movies are very good. Upon rewatching them last year, so. I can see why people would think that, but I don't like, it's not like, it's a prequel. It's not like, I think it's one thing if it's a sequel and mm-hmm. you don't like it, like the Star Wars sequels. Like I can understand people are upset that it was like, this had an ending and then you kind of retconned all of it. And I didn't like the way you retconned it. I can see people being upset about that, but still it it's like, you know, what have your own headcanon. You don't have to like, yeah. who cares what other people said, but like, prequel it's like well none of this stuff is that relevant to the story you care about so yeah and it's i I mean they're clearly not wanting to touch those original those movies because the movies are held to such a regard um so this is it's still in the world and the world has a lot of lore and stories to to uncover but it's just in a time period so far before that it you know it shouldn't matter <laughs> to, yeah. to fans well i think some of the characters are still gonna be yeah like, like uh elron 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 yeah. hubbard yes when he invented scientology <laughs> um 
Uh, yeah, so he's in it, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know Lord of the Rings well enough. Those movies are very good, though. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll um, go uh, I'll go Bergeron. I'll go Bergeron for that, too. Okay, on to other news. Um, so, after a lot of turbulent news, we've covered a lot of it on this. We do have confirmation that the next Star Trek movie is going to be the fourth one with the original cast returning from the this previous series that's been happening. So <laughs> It has been, what, like eight years? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, and who knows how long this is going to take to make. So, when did... When did Beyond come out? I want to say that movie was 2015. I, it may be 2016. I'll look it up quick. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Chris Pine, Zoe Saldana, uh, Zachary Quinto, Ka- Carl Urban, John Cho, and Simon Pegg are all in talks to return. Uh, and uh, we had talked about this previously, but the director is going to be Matt Shackman, uh, who did WandaVision. So. Um, it was 2016. Okay. I forgot that that was a Justin Lin movie. Oh yeah, that's right. I only saw it the one time in theaters. It was my a lot of people like it the most of the three. It was my least favorite of the three. I think. I kind of want to re. I'll, I'll probably rewatch all three before this one comes out because I kind of I I remember liking Beyond, but I don't know. It's on Hulu. It looks like Beyond oh. is. I really liked Into Darkness when it came out, but like. Uh, all of the Trekkies don't like that one. Yeah, we're we're like the only ones who like Beyond <laughs> Into Darkness. Well, no, we're, I that movie's like critically well received, but it's just the fans. The don't fans like it. don't like it. No. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So this is gonna be come out like nine, ten years after the <laughs> the, the last one came out. Um, but I mean, I, I, I didn't know. Uh, I don't. Beyond didn't bomb, did it? No, I think this has just been kind of like in development hell. And I think since all the other cast has become like so big, you've, I mean, like obviously Chris Pine and all them and Carl Urban started the boys and yeah. Yeah. So that's true. Um, I, I'm excited. I, I'm glad that they're bringing them back, I guess. I, I like these movies. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll give it a Holland. Yeah. Holland for me too. Uh, this is a surprising piece of news. Uh, Netflix is making a Bioshock movie, apparently. Um, nothing is really known regarding the cast or crew. Um, it was really just an announcement that they're teaming up with uh, 2K Games and all of that to make this movie. Um, what do you think about that, Jimmy? I think it looks. It sounds cool. I mean, I, I started Bioshock... And I just, I don't, it just didn't really click with me. I just like, I, I really liked the design of everything, but I just, the, the story and the, the gameplay, I mean, I played it like a couple years ago Mm -hmm. was when I started. So I just think it was, had I played it five years earlier, maybe I would have clicked with me, but it just felt a little bit dated to play the first one. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean. People like the story and the world is really cool. It's really cool to see a live uh, live action adaptation of it. Netflix is willing to throw money behind these things to be accessible. So I'll give it a Holland. Yeah, my my only thing is, I, I mean, to work, I mean, it does need to be expensive. But like you said, Netflix is, is willing to throw the money behind these things. It also needs to be R-rated, um, which I think those two things 
together sometimes don't always work the best or like something like you know netflix might not want to throw a ton of money if it's r-rated i don't know we'll see like this it's obviously a very violent very dark game series so if it's for some reason not r-rated um big mistake what were those little like girls that you like had to suck the energy out of them or something the little sisters yeah do you think they'll suck the energy out of them or they think they'll like let them live i think they'll let them live Oh, there you go. I feel like the whatever, if there's one or multiple protagonists, I feel like if they suck the energy out of them, that'll make them too unlikable. Yeah. What did you do, Holden? Oh, I I let them live. I did too. Yeah. I I I've played that game multiple times, and I can never bring myself to actually like kill them because I just feel too bad. So. Don't they, like, give you something at the end, too, or something, or later on? Well, you get a better ending uh, if you save all of them. Um, And you don't get as much of the, um, like, energy that you can use to buy for, like, new powers or whatnot. But you get, like, some exclusive powers if you save them. That's what it is. Yeah. All righty. Sounds good. What do you what did you give it a rating? Uh, I'll give it a Bergeron. I'll I'll be cautiously optimistic for this. All right, sweet. Uh, and then Sonic the Hedgehog. Some news. Um, so the the new movie has not come out yet, but uh, Paramount has announced that they are already making a third movie, and not only that, but they are also making a live action series for Paramount Plus centered on Knuckles, uh, who will still be voiced by Idris Elba. All right. Um, I, I guess we'll wait to see how the second movie is. I'm not gonna watch the Knuckles show on Paramount Plus. So I'll go Bergeron. <laughs> yeah, I uh, that would it would have to be really good for me to watch it. So I'll I'll give it a yeah Bergeron for me too. Uh, and also other Paramount news. Uh, so a Quiet Place Part Three is coming out in 2025. Uh, it's not been confirmed. Oh, wow, direct- that is that's a long ways away. Yeah, well, and then but there's that spin-off movie also coming out next year. Um which we t- just still don't have very many details of. Um but no director or writer is currently confirmed. I know John Krasinski said he might not want to do this one, so he might not be doing it. Hmm. Um but we'll see. So we are getting another Quiet Place movie next year directed by the guy who just did the Nicolas Cage movie Pig which is apparently pretty good, but I still haven't seen. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Jimmy? Uh, that he might... That What am I What am I rating exactly? That he might not do it? Quiet Place Part 3, I think. But what about it? That he might not do it? That it's coming out in 2025? What, whatever, what? You wanna, whatever you want to think of. Okay, <laughs> I, let's see. Coming out in 2025, that seems like a long intermission here. Um mm-hmm. So I'm going to just give that a bombadil, I guess. But maybe they're, I don't know. Like the last one came out last year, but it was supposed to come out in 2020. So like yeah. that's a five-year gap in between those. Like the, I mean, unless there's like a time jump maybe and the kids did, need to be older. When did that first one come out? What year did that come out? Oh, some more Googling here. Was that? I think it's, I'm going to say 2018. That sounds was- right. I think it was like March of my yeah. freshman year of 2018. College. Yeah. 2020. Well, a quiet place part three here. It says 2023. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's probably. Oh yeah. No, I, here we go. Yeah. No, I see it now. Hollywood reporter. Yeah. Reputable, reputable organization. <laughs> I would say. 
Um, yeah, that just seems like a long gap. I guess we're having the spinoff movie okay. Yeah. Um, maybe the kids just need to age up, though. So I'll give that a Bergeron. Yeah, Time I'll give jump. it a Bergeron, too. I, I mean, obviously those movies make money, so if they're waiting this long, maybe there's there's a reason for it. We'll see. Um, but if John Krasinski's not coming back, I mean, I, that makes me less excited for the movie, but also maybe he just wants to do other things. So yeah. Bergeron there, too. Yeah, Bergeron all around. Um, Brad Bird, um, we like his movies, mm-hmm. most of his movies. Uh, so he's making a my new favorite anime. movie, Tomorrowland. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I never saw that. Heard it was I, not I was like one of ten people who saw that in theaters. Um, but he's making a new animated film at Skydance. Um, this is this is the first time he's made an animated film outside of Pixar in quite a while. I think since the Iron Giant, actually. Um. But he is making a sci-fi noir called Ray Gun. Gun is spelled like James Gun, so there's two N's. Uh, and it combines uh, hard-boiled detective pulp novels from the 30s and the squeaky clean sci-fi of Buck Rogers comics, also from the 30s. So, great. Sounds good. Holland yeah. for me. Brad Bird. Why'd you make Tomorrow Land <laughs> or World or whatever it's called? Yeah, um, I mean. Obviously, Incredibles and Ratatouille are so good. Incredibles 2 is all right. Incredibles 2 is a pretty banging movie, man. I think I like it less upon rewatch. I I think I only saw it the one time. The third act, not excellent, but I don't know. It's got some good moments. Um, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh, that's right. I always forget about that. That's a... That may be my, I think that's my favorite, although I need to rewatch it. Um, and then, uh, do you know he turned down Star Wars to do t- Tomorrowland? Is it Tomorrowland or Tomorrow World? That's Tomorrowland. He turned down Star Wars to make that movie. <laughs> really? Yes, he did. <laughs> um, wow. Well, no, to be fair, now he's not step. hated by 50% of every person who has ever lived, though. That's so. true. That's true. It's because no one saw that movie, so no one yeah. can really hate him. No, but he made The Incredibles. So if you make The Incredibles, you can literally make 11 duds, and you're still a great director. So, uh, yeah, Holland for me. Holland for me as well. Uh, and then I think my final piece of news is uh, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Knock, out the, Knock at the Cabin, which is coming out February 3rd of next year. Already we're getting a new uh m night movie but uh rupert grint who plays ron weasley in the harry potter movies uh and dave bautista have both joined the cast of this that's a unique pairing yeah yeah i'll give that a holland yeah i'll give it a holland too don't see rupert grint in in much anymore but that's cool hey hold a knock knock who's there it's me m night Shyamalan. i'm at your cabin (laughs) (laughs) I knew where that was going, but I went with it. <laughs> I know. Thank you. I appreciate it. I have an additional piece of news, Holden. Okay. It doesn't surprise me that you missed it because you are not excited enough for this series. I'm talking about Kenobi. Okay. What, yeah. what about it? Uh, John Williams is writing the theme for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh. He's only 90 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's. I mean, that's exciting. Uh, he kind of... I mean, I thought he was just done with Star Wars, but maybe there was a loophole where he said he was done with Star Wars movies. 
Yeah, I'm done with Star Wars and movies. And how is is there not an Obi Wan theme? I guess not, right? Yeah, not really like anything iconic that I can think of. I don't think he has his own theme, so that's kind of cool. He, I mean, he wrote the Han Solo theme for the Han Solo movie, which I think is kind of it's. I I think it's grown on me. I mean, obviously, I don't listen to it that often because I don't return to the movie solo. <laughs> I, I have not seen that since it was in theaters, but um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I guess, I mean, his more recent stuff has not been as good as his kind of prime, but you know. Yeah, I mean, his music is still like, I mean, it was like the best part of Rise of Skywalker, so. <laughs> that's, that's a low bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yikes. Honestly, his his score for the sequel trilogy in general is pretty good. It's pretty good, but it's not like if you hold it against the original trilogy or the prequels, it's like, uh, yeah, clearly the the weakest of the those three options. Sure, sure. You know, holding even you got to admit the prequels have a better score than the sequels, even if you're a prequel <sighs> hater. I, don't, I mean, I guess I don't, I don't know much about the the prequel scores. Well, maybe you just need to revisit those movies as an adult, Holden. I, know, I mean, I know beautiful. obviously like Duel of the Fates, which is excellent. I don't know anything else from Phantom Menace aside from that piece. That's the only. And then I don't. I probably know some Revenge of the Sith tracks, but I don't think I know anything from Attack of the Clones. Na, 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 oh, I guess maybe I would know some stuff from Lego Star Wars, uh, the <laughs> the first game, maybe. There's there's good stuff in there, man. I think just consistently throughout, it's better and not as redundant. I would say. I feel like the sequel movies Listen, I'm like. Not- <laughs> I'm not saying it's I'm not saying the sequel trilogy music is better. I'm just saying I don't remember the prequel stuff. Well, you are just t- hesitant to agree with my opinion, Holden. So, as uh as someone who's kind and thoughtful and listens to you, I just wanted to shove my opinion down your throat until you accepted oh, it. Thanks. Uh all right. So, I'm going to give that a Holland that he's writing the music. Yeah, Exciting. Holland for me too. Exciting. I think it should be Ludwig Jorensen. Obi Wan, oh. <laughs> Obi Wan. <laughs> what if the Obi Wan intro is like the Peacemaker intro? Oh, that just be doing so good. dancing. Oh. <laughs> Ewan McGregor. I would automatically become way more excited for that series. I'm actually, you know, if if this follows the trend that all Marvel and Disney, like Star Wars shows, have been following, Obi Wan's going to be excellent. Because it's always one good and then one not so good. So that's true. All right. So, uh, yeah. Other news, Holden, or is that all you got? That's all I've got. I mean, Horizon Forbidden West seems to be pretty good. So excited for that when I eventually buy it. But yeah, uh, that is exciting because I was I was skeptical, mm-hmm. but I'm I would love to be proven wrong, which it seems like I have been. Uh, I guess the last thing is I know Kevin Feige said that there's like there's gonna be no more Avengers movies. Oh yeah, I saw that. Which I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a loophole in what he's saying, and he just means like, oh, in the in you know the Avengers as you know it, like the Iron Man and whatnot, which you know obviously makes sense because half those characters are dead. Yeah. What do you think they're gonna change? Like the new Avengers or? something like that yeah probably i mean they're also getting a lot of young people so i could see them rebranding it as young avengers because that's a team from the comics 
Yeah. So I don't know. Man. So I feel like he's just being clever. Yeah. He's going to be like, well, I said that, uh, you know, there's going to be no Avengers movie. I didn't say anything about Young Avengers. Yeah. All right. Um, sweet. Uh, Bergeron for me for that story, I guess. Yeah. All right, Holden, shall we talk about some Peacemaker? Let's do it. Sweet. the peacemaker season finale um obviously this is gonna be full spoilers no holes barred yes so check the time codes in the description if you need to skip forward here uh we'll give you a couple seconds to do that before we dive into spoilers holden they should call this show pacemaker because it gets your heart pumping all right pumping in yeah right I I was surprised, so I sat down to watch this, and I was like, okay, this is a finale, so this is going to be, like, over an hour, but it really wasn't. Like, it's still a pretty short episode, All and I guess pretty consistently all of these episodes have not been more than, like, 50 minutes. Yeah, they're around 45 minutes each. Yeah, which is nice, and, I mean, it works well with what they have. Um, I thought this was a very good ending, though, to the, the season in general. Um, very exciting, very funny. I mean, a lot of the trademark stuff that we've seen in the series so far all coming here opens up some interesting possibilities for a season two, which has been confirmed at this point. Um, yeah, I I guess what do you think? I guess I'm glad we didn't put that in Tom's because that could be a spoiler. So I'll give the season two announcement a Holland. Yeah. To honor Tom (laughs) Holland. Um, yeah, I liked the finale. I think the beginning, I was like, I didn't, it wasn't where, like, I wasn't expecting, like, a whole stealth opera. I guess, I don't know. I just, not that I wasn't expecting stealth, but it just seemed weird to me. It got off to a weird start because they're like, oh, we're in a hurry because we need to hurry to get the thing. And mm-hmm. then eagerly flies away with the helmet. And then they spend a lot <laughs> of the episode looking for the helmet. So it just kind of lost that urgency. Yeah, yeah. For me, not a lot of the episode, but like a, a decent chunk of the beginning 10 minutes and i was like this seems a little bit off from what you were building up to but honestly after that i i think it hit for me overall yeah yeah and i mean during while looking you're able to have some good character moments and you know um and have some good comedy and whatnot and and it it justifies the the search with how just powerful the the sonic boom helmet ends up being and how necessary yeah. to their plan it is um i really i did really enjoy eagerly just dropping it in the middle of the forest. <laughs> that that whole sequence was really funny <laughs> uh yeah but the humor has been pretty on point the whole uh part where uh economos is talking about the dye beard story yeah sad <laughs> yeah that was that was that was a very good moment for him. <laughs> Pretty much everyone in this gets a like a very good you know season finale scene moment, a scene stealing moment, which is excellent. Um, obviously the whole the whole action sequence uh, that breaks out uh, where they're just killing all the butterflies was was awesome. Yeah, very good. I was I was Very surprised they did I was surprised that they didn't go more guns blazing right away. Yeah, yeah. I kind of am too, but 
whatever. There was good build up, and then it, uh, obviously you have the theme song playing during that whole sequence as well, which was very mm-hmm. fun. Um, I really, I my my favorite part of that whole sequence is just like the way that Peacemaker would use his shield, and just like yes. the graphic ways he would, you know, he'd ricochet bullets off of it or just slam it on someone's throat. It was very entertaining. But I mean, you just compare the choreography of this fight sequence to Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And you just see there's just a clear difference in the le- uh, quality of just mm-hmm. like one is very well done and the other is just so by the numbers generic. And so um, it's just cool to see good choreography because there's a lot of talented people in the industry. And it's just cool to see that they actually get uh, to show their creativity off. So. I'm always a fan of those cool stunts and all yeah. that and fighting and looked like the the actors were doing a lot of their own work and the choreography so it it paid off cuz it was really fun the cinematography was really cool too mm-hmm. like when Goff like chucks peacemaker or something or something oh. I don't remember what happened but there's a cool camera movement thing happening um, yeah, I, I really, I mean, the choreography itself is cool, but the camera movements during those scenes are are pretty fun, too. And it wasn't like that super quick cut, nonsensical stuff either. They like let it breathe and you could tell what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, just really good stuff. Um, let's see. Economos <laughs> just breaks his like leg. Or foot. Yeah, <laughs> by tripping on a fence. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I felt I just love how his characters like takes out like the the most challenging adversaries, and then he's just also just completely worthless in combat <laughs> at the same time. Um, so that dichotomy move was held up well. You got some good vigilante moments again. He's like, well, you got to warn people when you're going to be sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> Just little things like that. And he's him using his sword. That was cool. Oh, yeah, just chopping off people's limbs. Yeah, <laughs> arms fights. were just flying. <laughs> um, throwing knives and stuff. Yeah, all the choreography was great. Um, I, I was surprised Adebayo's choreography was good when she comes charging in. Yeah, yeah, she was really good as well. Yeah, so that was all just really fun to watch. Um I I the one I guess a, a good nitpick I would have is that um at the end when you have the character moment between Adebayo and Peacemaker where and he's like you know after Eagly you're my next best friend I'm like I don't know I don't think that was quite I I would have bought it two episodes ago before the diary but he was just so angry about the diary yeah, I don't that's necessarily true. buy it this time. I don't think there was enough interaction between them in this last episode leading up to that moment for that moment to actually work. Yeah, I don't know if it was. I, I mean, I'm guessing it, they they felt it was justified because of her helping him down in like the the mine, the basement with the cow. But I don't know. But she yeah. didn't directly help him really. Like, he just used her to kill the cow. Yeah. And they didn't really have a makeup moment down. I don't remember, at least, anyway. I don't know. Maybe it's different. I mean, we watch this week to week, so if someone binges it in the future, maybe it comes across differently. But I just think I bought their relationship before the diary. The Her betraying him with a diary felt weird and out of place. 
and then them coming back together at the end didn't yeah. quite work out. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think if you, you just, I, I don't think that diary storyline was completely necessary. I think yeah, you could maybe just take that out and then their relationship feels a little bit more organic. And then I guess you find some other way to have a little bit of conflict between them. Yeah, I kind of agree. It, it just, it kind of unnecessary, it, it like made things unnecessarily complicated. Um, and it didn't add a ton. I mean, there could have just been an easier way for like the police and everyone to get mad at Peacemaker. So I don't know. Yeah, or I mean, they couldn't just lied to just themselves because yeah. since they yeah, were all exactly. corrupted by the butterflies, and also maybe just yeah, yeah that's maybe that's a good just point. Uh, don't need the conflict between Peacemaker, Peacemaker, and Adebayo regardless later on. I just didn't think you needed to have a conflict there. Yeah, it almost was like, oh, we need a conflict here, and then they need to make up in the last episode where it's like, well, they were already. It was to just be there. Yeah, it was just there because classic plot structure. Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like to me. Um, but uh, I, I would, again, say that's kind of a nitpick because overall I thought their relationship worked well and I bought them as buddies earlier in the season. So, again, it might be different upon a rewatch. I might disagree with that, my conclusion now. But uh, I think uh, overall, just excellent series, really. Really fun to watch. Um I guess if I'm in nitpicks, the the butterfly thing. I'm glad he didn't join the butterflies because that felt very preachy when the goth yeah. character was like, "Well, this is we saw this was happening to humanity and the populist leaders and just looking for the short term and not thinking about the future and all that." Yeah, no, I think it would have been really out of character for him to join them in any way. So I, it makes sense. I mean. He, he kind of second guesses himself a little bit after it all happens. Um, but I mean, I think that kind of goes with a lot of his decision decisions in the show is he kind of goes with like a gut feeling some of the time and then he'll second guess himself. But I don't know. Yeah, it definitely felt true to his character to not join them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to Justice think of, League cameo. Oh yeah, we got to talk about that. <laughs> I love how they set that up too, like how it's just the silhouettes. You're like, oh, that's funny. They had the silhouettes there, and then they actually have you know Jason Momoa and Ezra, Ezra Miller. Miller. Yeah, and that was pretty funny. And <laughs> the interaction where Ezra Miller, you know, says that Jason Momoa fucks fish. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So I I think like I said that it's funnier too that they showed the silhouettes making you think oh it's just a suggestion of them there and it's just body doubles, but then it actually is two of them. So mm-hmm. I think that yeah. makes it a funnier thing that that happens. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, good cameo, <laughs> and uh, I think oh. it ends nicely. You get to see Autobio go home to her wife and the the puppies. Oh yeah. Well, and we got, we got to mention her, you know, exposing Task Force X. Oh yeah. Uh live on TV. Got a final little Viola Davis cameo. Um but yeah, I mean, that makes me wonder if they're if they're ever planning on making another Suicide Squad movie cuz like that, <laughs> that kind of like shuts it down, I would think. Yeah. Um I mean, I guess you could probably find a way around it, but 
Yeah, I mean, it's also interesting to think that Peacemaker still has that chip in his brain. That did not come into play like I thought yeah. it might. Yeah, it, po- it could in season two. Yeah. You would um, think it would come into play sometime. Cause somebody's yeah. got to know that that's a thing. Try to take yeah. advantage of it. but. Um, Peacemaker's having visions of his dad. Yeah, I don't... I don't think you needed that, actually. Yeah, I, I, I'll be interested to see what they do with it in season two because the ending definitely makes it seem like he's around. He's going to be around for that. Um, so we'll see. I think it could. I think it could be interesting. I mean, I, I think Robert Patrick's performance is, is very scene chewing and entertaining. So I don't, I don't mind him sticking around, but. Yeah, we'll see. I like how Peacemaker didn't shoot him with the gun. I was like, if he shoots the gun and then alerts all the enemies, I felt like that was going to be very cheap. So he goes for yeah, the, yeah. the blow dart. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I almost tricked you. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like he, I never was going to shoot you. <laughs> um, good moments. Um, vigilante not wanting to be admitted to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think of other things that happened at the end and, and, and Economos is works in the jail still just at a desk. Yeah. He's, he's back where he started at Bell Bell Rev. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I agree with you with, uh, uh, Peacemaker's dad kind of being around for the second season. I feels like they're setting that up. Um, if they don't, that would feel weird to have him back in this episode. Yeah. Um, cause I don't think it added that much to this episode, but I could see what you're saying with the whole second season to kind of dive into that psyche. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, maybe just overall thoughts on the show, kind of to wrap a bow on this conversation, unless sure. there's anything specific you want to talk about with the finale still. Uh, I don't think so. I think we've hit pretty much everything um oh they they also left kind of judo master open too oh yeah 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 that'll probably have some payoff i was i was kind of surprised that didn't have more of a payoff this episode but yeah i was really surprised yeah um but in general yeah i mean i think the show is very very good um it's unfortunate that it was coming out at the same time as book of boba fett because as we even saw in this this podcast we constantly compare the two (laughs) and uh just how much better we like this one um but yeah i don't know what do you have yeah i just i think it's i just love this format of the miniseries i really do i think you could leave it at one season and it would be great Mm -hmm. and if you want to make another one great too i just like this you get so much more character out of it it's kind of that sweet spot in between a a book and a movie video game can kind of fall into that category too um but i just think you get to see the world a little bit more get to know the characters a little bit better invest in these relationships build things naturally over the course of a, a season i think it makes sense to split things into kind of you know 40 to 60 70 minute chunks I just really like this format. I'm glad that it's uh, it's flourishing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good time, and I'm glad that money's being thrown in behind these things. That and that like big movie directors like James Gunn are excited to work in that medium. So, just yeah. an exciting time for that type of content. I think. 
I think the season two confirmation also said he was going to write and direct every episode of the next season. Write so, and direct? That's interesting. He only did, I mean, I think he wrote all of the episodes, but he only directed a couple of them. So. Only a couple? I don't know. Yeah. He did, the, he wrote and directed the first and last ones, at least, I think. But I thought that it was very consistent all the way throughout. Again, we're going to compare it to Book of Boba Fett here, but it's not like clearly better directors and not as good directors from episode to episode. Like you didn't feel that disc junk, uh, disc uh, coordination, or if you will, or between the episodes. It felt very consistent throughout. Where it's like Book of Boba Fett, it's like one episode feels one way, and the next episode feels completely different based on the director. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I just remembered something from the Toms that we did not talk about. So <laughs> we'll talk about it. What are you doing? Okay, okay. Uh, otherwise, I think that's about it for me, Holden. Anything else? Uh, no, I don't. I, I guess give a rating. Yeah, I'll go nine out of ten for this. Yeah, I think nine out of ten is good for me too. It wasn't absolutely the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But it was a solid ending to the the show, this season at least. Wrapped up the character arcs nicely. Had some good character moments. Good action. Finished the plot off. Left the door open for season two. um, And makes me excited to watch more. So great. Uh, All around. Sweet. All right time for our review of uncharted oh my gosh um the long in development movie adaptation of the video game series that we are both big fans of um yeah we've been covering this movie since we've started the podcast but it's been in development since long before that even um it's a long time coming um Tom Holland. Oh, and and we we've, we've constantly talked about the delays too. I mean, even before the de- uh, the constant delays and shooting delays. I mean, it was it was just in like writing and casting hell, and directors kept dropping out and everything. But here we are. Uh, Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, as a younger Nathan Drake than in the games. Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Um, and they're here to deliver an Uncharted movie experience. Jimmy, what do you think of it? Yeah, non-spoiler review to start off here. So, mm-hmm. um, I obviously, Holden, low expectations for this movie, both of us. Um, yeah, we've both been joking about this one for a while. I Uncharted 4 is maybe my favorite game ever. It's certainly in my top three mm-hmm. um, of, of all time. So, like... I I love the Uncharted games, um, and uh, so seeing the trailers for this movie, we've talked about it on the podcast, but it's just like this didn't really look or feel like Uncharted in the trailers, and so expectations were very low. Yeah. And I think that this movie is completely fine, but it is not un, like it is not Nathan Drake and Sully. Like it, it's just like it, their <laughs> names are that. And they are 25% like those characters, maybe 50%, but it's not the chemistry that they have in the movie. And the plot doesn't necessarily play out like an Uncharted plot either. Mm -hmm. So I guess the most Uncharted thing about it is (laughs) the villain. 
feels like, like an uncharted villain i guess yeah and um it does feel like an uncharted villain i guess and, and obviously like there's certain sequences that we've seen in the trailer that are just ripped straight from the games as well um but yeah it, i mean aside from those things it really just does not feel like uncharted at all and it's it's hard to be completely unbiased with this because we are really big fans of the games so i that will factor at least into my score a little bit with how this is as an uncharted movie um but as, if it, this if this was just a generic action adventure movie it would be fine it would be like a, a normal middle of the road nothing movie for me I, I would not it feels as we talked about feels like a, a remake of national treasure or something it's it's like that caliber of movie where it's not good but not bad i guess yeah i mean of course national treasure has the nick cage charm mm-hmm. to it um but i like i i uh first off i'm actually going to give this movie two ratings i think one as as an Uncharted adaptation, and the other is just as a movie. So I think sure. I'm going to give Maybe, it two uh, different I ratings. I could do that too. Um, do that too. Because there, there's a bit large discrepancy between the two, I would say. Um, but I would say, like, yeah, this movie is entertaining. It's really, it's not like I wanted to, to just smash my head into a wall watching mm-hmm. this thing. I liked it more than Free Guy. I liked it more than, yeah. like, Red Notice. Like, I yeah. thought it was more entertaining than those. It wasn't boring ever. It was, I think the plot was not um, not great, but it wasn't awful. Some of the character relationships were inconsistent. And yeah, we can, we'll go into that in spoilers, I guess. But um, yeah, I it was fine like it was not slow ever it was nicely paced it was there was enough interesting stuff going on that it was a perfectly fine action adventure it's not indiana jones no it's probably so you know i think i might this might be better than the tomb raider movie with uh, Alicia vikander i have not i have not seen it since it came out so I, i don't really remember much about it i haven't either but I just remember that movie was just nothing. And I think this movie is more than nothing. Yeah, it's it's a pretty bri- I mean, a relatively brisk two hours. I mean, there's constantly things happening in it. I, as you said, I was never bored either. Um, it at least keeps throwing interesting things at you. I, I mean, this this movie, <laughs> without getting into um, spoilers yet. Um, is more is somehow more physically implausible than the Uncharted games. <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's there's a lot of moments in this movie. I mean, the games are this way too, but there's like just a ton of things that no human could ever survive. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and so there's that. But I mean, if you're willing to suspend your disbelief of that, it is very exciting and entertaining from that point. Yeah, no, I like. There's enough interesting stuff going on. There, the the uh, combat, the the choreography is decent. It's not incredible. It's not as good as Peacemaker, like we just talked about. Yeah, it kind of depends on the scene too. Like yeah. sometimes it was better, and sometimes it was pretty bad. But 
but um like yeah it it had it, it there was enough there that I, in, I i would say actually enjoyed watching this movie like it was entertaining like i, I didn't feel like i wasted ten dollars to see it now will i ever go and watch it again probably not i don't really see any reason that i would willingly watch this movie again i yeah i mean ultimately this movie is just very forgettable for me aside from the uncharted name and like my feelings towards that i think i like i hadn't fun in the moment but in a lot of ways i'm already struggling to remember certain aspects of this movie most of the time outside of like any sort of action scene i'm I'm like right now i'm kind of racking my brain to try to remember what all happened pulled up a wikipedia plot summary just to try to give me my brain a boost but give me a boost that's an (laughs) uncharted thing i guess that uh makes an appearance in the movie except they said give me a lift i'm like why didn't they say give me a boost that's literally what they say in the game yeah couldn't couldn't even get that right (laughs) seriously Uh, i'm like um, they literally i mean that's like an uncharted meme is to say give me a boost and they didn't they said give me a lift which okay close (laughs) enough i guess um the okay so without getting into exactly what these characters do the most the worst casting in this movie is mark Wahlberg as sully he is nothing like sully at all yeah just blatant like and i mean you know i think a lot of that is due to the the character writing too i can't give i can't just blame mark Wahlberg for that although his performance is uh, (laughs) i've seen comparisons and i agree to the happening sometimes where he's just like what (laughs) talk what Nathan what are you doing like it, it's like that kind of thing um but I mean his writing it's just not Sully at all like it I mean Sully in the games is so like I mean he is kind of like a, a dirtbag to some people but he, he's always just kind of like this supportive figure to Nathan and maybe he's hard on him a little bit but he's yeah he's always got the best intentions and whatnot he's your like flawed but lovable charismatic uncle or something you know what i'm saying he's got like this he's in over his head a lot of the times whereas yeah this he's just not that character at all (laughs) he's just a (laughs) jerk and he's just trying to like just scam people and con people incessantly and it's okay that's just not who the character sully is um chloe is also not really like chloe either yeah well i I can't remember i i meant to kind of look back at uncharted 2 and uncharted 2 i think that game starts and is established that nathan and chloe have known each other for a while at Uh that point yeah so like i mean from that aspect this is the first time they've met so I don't know like if if this is a possibility for this is maybe how she could have acted when they first met but it's still I don't know it's it's still far removed from what we know from Chloe in the games yeah I mean this is not in the same continuity as the games which we should say um it just yeah the characters just don't feel like themselves and you're like well it's a prequel they haven't developed into those characters yet but it's like I don't know like there's just there's such a discrepancy between who they are in the games and who are they are in the movies. 
and that just doesn't work for me. And I think the biggest issue with me is that the characters in the games are just way better. Like it's just yeah. <laughs> more interesting, more likable, more fun to be with and associate with. And then the movie, it's just like, well, I don't, I don't really like any of these people. <laughs> or if you do, they do something that makes you not like them anymore. Yeah. They, yeah. Which happens quite a bit in this movie. Um, I think the character with the most accurate writing for me would be Nathan, Nathan Drake. I think he has like some very good like one-liners and stuff that would be accurate to his game, his game counterpart. But the issue is that Tom Holland can just not, <laughs> like, he does not have that Nathan Drake energy. And like every time he says one of these lines that you know if a uh, you know nathan fillion or someone like that said it would be like snarky and and funny yeah or nolan north yeah yeah or nolan north and and tom holland says it and it just comes off as like way more sincere or something like i it's i think that's just i mean it partially is his performance i guess so uh, i don't know it feels like he's peter parker like yeah just it's like he's playing peter parker in <laughs> and except it's uncharted like and i don't like he's I, it's not a lack of effort thing i don't think it's just that it's just i think it's just not he just was miscast like he should not be playing nathan drake i um and when it yeah like you say like because when spider-man quips and stuff it can be sarcastic and stuff but a lot of times there is a certain sincerity to it or a certain kind of playfulness but i think um Nathan Drake has kind of like a tired playfulness or I don't there's just a different tone to it. Yeah, that Tom Holland his voice is just incapable of doing it. <laughs> like it's nothing about his like ability level or his work it's just like literally he is not the right person to play it. Yeah. And I mean I I would love him to prove me wrong in like some role down the road but this un- this just reinforces that thought that he he is more of a more of just the nice peter parker t- and i i mean we've seen like the devil all the time where he was like pretty good in that and that was more of a darker role but i mean that's still different than what we're looking for here and i think he is ve- like clearly he is very good at that role too like mm-hmm. he is yeah. I, I, yeah this is not tom holland's not a good actor this is he is just miscast yeah and mark Wahlberg, i guess was fine for the i to me it felt like mark Wahlberg and uh tom holland they were signed on this movie and they just had a good time making it but they didn't really care like yeah <laughs> about the actual movie is kind of the vibe i got and like uh, you know uncharted i it just felt like it was made by people who didn't really care about uncharted yeah it or feels didn't understand like it, what it was it feels like it was made by people who like are vaguely aware of the games like of what they're you know it's treasure hunting globe trotting adventure there's characters named nathan sully and chloe <laughs> like it's they that they know like that basic information and then they ran with that for a, for a movie yeah, I also just think you don't need Chloe in this. I think you yeah. just focus on the Nathan Sully relationship, and then you add Chloe in the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it was fine. Yeah, as a, I, 
I didn't hate it. Like, if this was the worst movie we see this year, that would be incredible because Morbius is also coming out. I There's <laughs> no way Morbius is going to be better than this movie. I'd be so surprised. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it oh, was, uh, oh, we should oh, talk about it. how the musical score was oh. just, like, awful. <laughs> I, I usually am not, like, don't, like, hate the music to a movie. Mm-hmm. This was just on its own. I just like, even if you take out like Uncharted has an amazing score and music that already exists, and just take that out of the equation, like not even compared to anything, mm-hmm. it was just so weird and, in my opinion, bad. Yeah, no, I think it was bad too, and so just unremarkable. I I could I can't remember what it even sounds like. It was just like electric guitar. <laughs> And it's like, oh my gosh, Uncharted, the games have such great music. Some of the best music in video games that captures the spirit of Uncharted so well. And they do play the theme sometime in the movie. Briefly. It's like during the climax. Isn't it like on the guitar or something like that? Yeah. So there's two times where they play it. They play it one time during the climax and they play it like during the credits. And both times it sounds like crap. (laughs) Like Like it's not a good orchestration of it. No. (laughs) Which is so sad because that, especially Uncharted 4, has great music. Yeah, I have the, I have the vinyl record of it. Um, (laughs) Wow. Oh man. Uh yeah, so that yeah, the music is not not good, which is a shame. Uh but uh you know, if I tried to write it I would do worse, so who cares, I guess. <laughs> um what anything else holden? Uh no, I don't think so. We should just give her ratings and get to spoilers. All right. So, as a movie, fine i might even go six out of ten as a movie i'm giving it a five because it's like a nothing movie to me and that's kind of just my middle i think it's a little bit more than nothing i mean maybe that's just because i like the the genre and like the idea of it um yeah i don't know i mean i like adventure movies but i i mean like i also I mean, I compared it to National Treasure earlier. I also don't really like that movie, so it, I think I, I just I have a lot of nostalgia for National Treasure, so that's hard for me because I think National Treasure is not a good movie, but it has a charm to it that this movie doesn't have, sure, in my sure. opinion. Um, <laughs> it makes me want to rewatch National Treasure. Also, the music in National Treasure. <laughs> National Treasure's got a pretty banging soundtrack, actually, now that I think of it. Um Yeah, I just it's not a it's not as cool as National Treasure, but six out of ten as an uncharted adaptation, I would say like two point five out of ten. Yeah, two or I was I was maybe even gonna go three. Yeah, one of those low scores. I think if I I honestly I think overall I wanna give this movie a four. Just average between my two scores. I think a four is nice. pretty good. I don't think I'm going to average my scores. I'm just going to leave it as that. Okay, so, that's fine. There we go. Let's talk about spoilers. So, uh, spoilers for Uncharted. Um, 
Yeah. Um, uh, well, well can we just talk about how Holden spoiled the Nolan North cameo for me <laughs> before the movie's like, hey, you know Nolan North has a cameo in this movie? I'm like, no, I didn't, Holden. Thanks for spoiling that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh it's a good cameo. Was the um Nathan Drake like runs into a bellhop towards the beginning of the movie? Was that was that anybody special? Uh I don't know. I was like, is that the guy who plays Sully? But he didn't sound like the guy who played Sully. And he was like yeah. dressed up as a bellhop, so I couldn't tell. I might just look up if that it just seemed like something that didn't have anything to do with the movie so it made me think it was somebody okay i don't know i'll look it up you can keep talking okay okay um yeah i guess we could get into like the the constant double crossing (laughs) that happens in this movie like every character double cross like well i guess mostly it's mostly sully and chloe they double cross each other like at least three times each (laughs) it's very annoying yeah and i mean that just feeds more into like why we feel like these are just not accurate representations of the characters especially sully just sully you know betraying nathan at every turn (laughs) um and and it makes his turn at the end not feel earned like it, it just felt like sully shows up again during the climax and then all of a sudden he cares about nathan more than the treasure okay <laughs> whatever <laughs> um yeah i that was the weirdest part of the movie for me because i i turned to holden after the credits i'm like i just like you know, I played Uncharted 4, but it's been a while. I played Uncharted 2 cup I think last or 2020 I was replaying it. I don't remember Chloe double crossing them. Yeah, I think But uh, does spo- that happen? Spoilers for Uncharted 2. I think she betrays him, but like I like I told you it's kind of like Nathan thinks she does, but she's kind of like working the other like the enemy team a little bit for their benefit. So there's, it's like kind of a betrayal, but then she comes back in the end and is like, no, I didn't really betray you. Or like she regrets it kind of instantly. Whereas like this, it's like, oh, I'll betray you. And then you're convenient to have around and then I'll just betray you again. And then I'll betray you a third time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, And they just don't trust each other at all. And the games, it just feels like, oh boy, we're in our over our heads again, but we have each other and let's go on this adventure. And I don't. You just don't have the camaraderie here. Yeah, I think the and, camaraderie is the the whole charm of Uncharted. And I honestly like once like Sully was like Sully and Chloe and everyone were really betraying Nate. Um, like I don't really see the point in Nathan still pursuing after this treasure because he clearly just doesn't really care too much about it. He's mostly going to, like, maybe get some answers about his brother, but he thinks he can only really get that from Sully, and Sully's, you know, kind of a scumbag. So, I like, it didn't really make sense for me why he kept going with this. And then, wow, guess what? Sam's still alive. <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> um, I thought the kids who played young Sam and young Nathan were pretty good, actually. 
Yeah. I felt like they were more representative of their video game characters than than Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg were. Yeah, no, I agree. Not that I particularly enjoyed those parts, but I'm like, you know, this is a more accurate. Um Yeah, the double crossing just did, that was the biggest thing for me. I was like, okay, it just felt out of character for everybody. And I guess they're supposed to grow, but it really didn't feel like they did. No. No. Except it just felt like it weird instantaneous changes and even like like chloe doesn't even get like a redemptive moment at all she's still just she betrayed him and then that's how she, her character ends basically in the movie yeah that last betrayal by chloe was like what are we doing here yeah like i don't i did not understand what she had to gain from betraying him there um but oh there's uh papa john's product placement very weird <laughs> yeah There's, my uh i was reading the letterboxd reviews for this and my favorite one is like a like a two-star review that just says mark Wahlberg is literally in a papa john's right now because that's like his line in the movie is i'm literally in a papa john's right now <laughs> that's what sully says i just thought yeah. that was pretty funny um yeah i just like the whole plane sequence was fine I don't yeah know. you even the villains were double crossing each other all the time I'm yeah like, there's got to be like five double crosses in this movie i mean i th- <laughs> I saw like okay antonio banderas's character dying i saw that coming because like every time he interacts with with the other character who's i i don't know the actress or the character's name um but every time he interacted with her, it was just like the most like like she would always glare at him like after the interaction. It was just like foreshadowing. And then his throat gets cut and it's the most bloodless throat cut I've ever seen. It looks like he gets like a scrape on his throat. Yeah, I'm like, you don't die from that. Like, you can't <laughs> die from that because you literally didn't bleed out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Interesting. Uh, also, that character who betrays antonio banderas i guess becomes the main villain why is that not just nadine (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i'm like okay because in the last game or in chapter four nadine is working with roth and she's basically playing the same character so why why didn't they just make that nadine yeah you're right because i mean she also like kind of has a history with sully like nadine does and then this obviously this character and this has like a history with sully that, that that's a good point um that was what i was confused about and they're like you know like special ops kind of sort of like super highly trained kind of assassin mercenary person yeah so i was like why is that not nadine <laughs> um yeah i don't know i mean it's just like just the whole scene where they're at the uh trying to steal the cross was in very uncharted concept but like you look at the execution of when they're gonna um steal the thing in uncharted 4 compared to that and it's just like i don't know it just doesn't have the same fun to it no yeah well, and that also leads me uh, something else I was thinking the entire movie is like for a game series that has so many like 
gun battles. There's like a, a distinct lack of any gunplay in this. Oh yeah, I didn't well, really think of that. Because like, I, I mean, obviously you, in the game you, you kill the bad guys with the guns and whatnot, but in this, I don't think Nathan kills a single person really, at least on purpose. Um, which inherently isn't a bad thing, I guess. But I mean, it's just like some of the identity of the video game series is not there with when you remove all the the gunplay. And I the reason I thought about that is because that stealing the cross sequence in the in the fourth game has such a cool battle in it. Um, mm-hmm. I visually and everything that aspect of that scene is just not there in this. Yeah. Um, I think there's just like more stealth too and stuff. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Like this was more like, oh, I got to figure out where the cross goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which now that I think about it, it is pretty on point that with this movie with that's all about double crossing is literally the MacGuffin is a double cross. <laughs> double cross. <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't know if that's intentional or not, but that wouldn't surprise me. I don't know if I want to give the writers that much credit. <laughs> Maybe that was Neil Druckmann's uh, that was his contribution. contribution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I, that's the other thing I don't understand about this is like Naughty Dog has said they were heavily involved in the making of this, but it it doesn't feel like it. I would feel like they'd be more careful than with this movie. Heavily involved in cashing that check. <laughs> heavily involved and just turning their backs <laughs> well i mean to be fair the average moviegoer is more likely to see this because it has mark Wahlberg and tom holland in it and they're like yeah, oh uncharted no. is a thing that i've heard of maybe and if they haven't they're like oh a fun adventure movie with tom holland and and mark Wahlberg. Oh, i'll just go see that yeah. so i mean from a marketing standpoint not the worst movie to make but it's just not i don't know it's just not what uncharted is to me. Yeah, and I, I, that is a good point because I mean the theater we saw it in was pretty packed, um, and I think a lot of people are going to go see this and not know it's based off of a video game, like so, and they'll see that PlayStation logo at the beginning and be like, oh, okay, pretty cool PlayStation like studios or whatever they call it, PlayStation. Yeah, studios, I think something like that. Pretty cool little intro yeah i liked it too um what was i gonna say oh yeah uh, the naughty dog sticker <laughs> yeah he got that <laughs> that was like it was really cringy too because it like panned up slightly like the camera panned up slightly just so you make sure you notice that there's a naughty dog sticker and then it goes back down and the only reason for that camera movement was for that sticker yeah i thought it i don't know i was actually surprised there weren't more easter egg sort of things i was fully expecting to see a precursor or like from jack and daxter because that's in all of the uncharted games it's always it's a reoccurring collectible i was expecting that to you know be in the background or something but i never noticed it what was it gonna oh and then of course you have nolan north's cameo which i said you spoiled but we didn't actually talk about it but he's like, yeah, I fell out of a plane or something. He's like, oh, yeah. You know, that happened to me, too, once. Wink yep. and nod. 
wink and a nod. And all the people in the theater that don't know it's based off of a video game are like, what? <laughs> you see Daredevil? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have anything else to say about this. I would see another one. Darn it. Fine. Um, Sony. I, mean, I, I would, would see another one. Make I it would, better. I would, too, out of my obligation to the franchise. But I do not think with what they have built up here it would be that good i'm still a little uh, salty that we didn't get the free tickets since it was only through regal that promotion for buying the, yeah the ps5 it, uncharted um the legacy of thieves collection upgrade mm-hmm. but uh yeah. you know whatever it's fine whatever. i'm over yeah, it I just paid money for a movie i didn't really care for whatever well, you know, only four left on my most dreaded list. So that wasn't too bad. I was expecting it to be worse. Yeah, maybe Morbius will be will surprise you as well. I guess right before we wrap up, I do want to compare it to that Nathan Fillion like short film. Short film. I did rewatch it after coming home from the movie. And I think that the sh- like there's definitely flaws in that short film too but like you can just like nathan Fillion is a lot better at being nathan drake and i totally understand you want a younger version you want to set up a franchise but uh yeah if you it just is a more if that's even that short film not perfect but it definitely has the uncharted energy to it yeah it does it. so um, go check it out on youtube 15 minutes or whatever it is pretty good yeah, it's awesome. Um, Alrighty. Yeah. Let's uh are you ready to move on? Yeah, I am. Alright, Holden. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, Jimmy, uh in terms of what have I been doing, um, uh, oh, I guess before we do that, do you want to mention the piece of news that we missed? Uh, and now I forgot what it was. Hold on. <laughs> oh, no, I remember now. Uh, they're making uh, the boys. There was a trailer for that boys animated show that's on Amazon Prime. I don't oh, know if you yeah, saw I it. I didn't watch that. It looks really good. It looks like a really good time. They actually have like c- creators. Like it. it if, ta- if you took like the Star Wars Visions show... Mm-hmm. and you took Invincible and the boys and you mashed them all together, that's what it looks like. And it has like, um, oh, it has some big name creators working on it too. Like um, I cannot think of any of them off the top of my head, but like well, I, I am I, genuinely I think excited I saw to watch the- it. The uh, Rick and Morty guys are making an episode, right? I think so. I think they're all going to be like 10 to 15 minutes long, too. So they're going to be pretty short. And they're releasing all at once, I think, at the beginning of March, like March 4th or something. I am like genuinely excited to watch them. I I wasn't, I didn't really think I was going to care, but it looks pretty good. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll give that a Holland. Yeah, sure. Holland for me, too. Um, But in terms of what I've been watching, uh, I watched Spencer this week. How was it, Holden? Uh, it was pretty good. It's on Hulu. Um, it's a lot... Uh, it, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. It's very psychological. <laughs> it's like... 
it's almost like a psychological horror movie in some ways because uh, she's like obviously it's a biopic about uh diana princess diana but she's like yes haunted. that's her that's her full name diana princess diana diana princess diana um but she's like haunted by her past and she's uh, she's not enjoying her time as part of the royal family and so there's a lot of she has a lot of visions and stuff and it's it's not as much of a straightforward biopic as i was expecting <laughs> um but it's pretty good and kristen stewart's performance is very excellent so if she won that oscar i would not be unhappy the score is really good too. It's like a weird jazzy score. It's the same composer as Power of the Dog. Hmm. Um, but and then I also watched on I watched Crazy Stupid Love. Watched it on Valentine's Day. I was like, oh, I should watch Valentine's Day. I'm watch looking for a movie. Let's find some romantic movie. Crazy Stupid Love. Uh, star-studded cast: Steve Carell. Julianne Moore, Ryan Gosling, and Emma Stone, who were paired up in this movie long before they were in La La Land, uh-huh. which was interesting. I didn't know that. You didn't know that they were. T- that no. was like that's kind of why they had picked them for La La Land. It was like oh, oh, they well, already have the chemistry. Apparently, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, <laughs> it guess. was supposed to be Emma Watson and who was supposed to be Ryan yeah. Gosling, and I don't remember for La La Land, but it was supposed to be Emma Watson and somebody. Not sure. And then. And then it ended up being Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. It worked out yeah. in the end, huh? Um, it did for our betterment. Um, but yeah, it, it's very good. Um, it has like a twist in it I was not expecting, which I don't know if it's very heavily telegraphed and other people like saw it coming, but it, it, I was very surprised by it. Um, but yeah, funny movie. Um, Holden saying a movie has a twist in it is a spoiler okay well <laughs> whatever um just like you spoiled that one cameo in uncharted for me that i will not say the name of right now because we are outside of the spoiler that's review. why i didn't say it holden <laughs> um but in terms of tv uh just catching up on my shows i started i'm watching adventure time now because i like two three years ago i watched like the first five seasons and then i stopped for some reason but i've in the years since heard nothing but good things about how that show ends up so i'm like all right i'm gonna keep going and i stopped i started where i stopped kind of reread to remember what i had already seen now i'm going it's very good nice um oh in terms of video games i'm just playing yakuza 3 which is all right right now. It's the worst one so far, though. Um, and oh, Nintendo announced that they're shutting down the eShops for the 3DS and Wii U, and so I'm like, they're and they're doing that. The last time you can add funds to your account is like in May, so I'm like trying to figure out like game like download only 3DS games that I want to get before they're just gone forever. <laughs> so yeah, I'm uh yeah, but. I bought one the other day that I haven't really played yet. Well, Holden, a wise man once said, there's a difference between being gone and being lost. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's for all of you who actually went to see Uncharted. Um, um, nice. But yeah, I think that's it for me. What about you, Jimmy? What have you been doing? Well, Holden, I'm so glad that you asked. 
um, even though you're obligated to based on the format of this podcast. I still will take it as a genuine genuine inquiry. I'm genuinely interested. All right, so. sweet. Uh, so first off, caught up on Succession through all three seasons. It is a very good show. Not my favorite show. I don't think it's like a must-see everybody. Oh, my gosh, Game of Thrones, the boys level for me. <laughs> Kenobi, soon to be. <laughs> Ah oh, man, I'm gonna be so, so sad when Kenobi's just not very good. But please be good. Um, but uh, yeah, very good. I'll watch the uh, future seasons when they come out, assuming I have HBO. Uh, so I watched that. Started uh, or I guess continued watching Ted Lasso uh, on Apple TV since I have that subscription from getting an iPhone. Uh, so that's good. I'm enjoying that. Good wholesome fun with some british you know uh curse words in there so (laughs) it's just looks yeah uh and then um so there's that gaming wise holden finished death loop uh i would say the ending is kind of anticlimactic I don't think it's necessarily like bad from a story standpoint but just from a gameplay standpoint it's just like oh it ends quite abruptly. Okay. And it's, I just think there's more, like I did not play Deathloop to its fullest capacity. Uh, Cause I think there's just a ton of different little things you can get into based on how much you explore, but I explored a lot and I don't necessarily think that I was rewarded for the amount of exploring I did. Like I thought that ratio was imbalanced, but I would still recommend to play it for anybody if you can pick it up for like 15, 20 bucks sometimes because it's fun. And I just got to a point where it's like I couldn't really upgrade anymore. Like I had gotten all the upgrades I wanted and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that I could go get that upgrade, but I wouldn't really need it or use it. So um because you can only like have a you have to have like a loadout so you can't carry everything with you all the time sure um and i was like well i kind of like this and it's working for me and i know the other things that exist and i really won't i won't use them so not a point in going out and doing them but solid game um so i hold on i return to ghost of tsushima for the expansion finally and i love you ghost of tsushima you're so good (laughs) beautiful petting uh foxes and kittens and deer and monkeys it's a uh, it's really fun i it's i'm getting back into the swing of the combat but oh you got to get on that that uh that train the ghost of tsushima train i will i will i need to i'll probably upgrade to the ps5 version yeah, I actually don't have the PS5 version. I'm just running the PS4 version just because you have to do a bunch of weird saves and stuff. And I don't know. I like looking at it. I'm like, it already runs at 60 frames per second. I really don't need the Japanese subtitles because I'm not going <laughs> to play it in that mode. I think the resolution's slightly higher. But I don't know. I just, at this point, I didn't want to yeah. do all the saves and stuff. And it already looks good and runs at 60 frames per second. So. I don't know if sure, I will eventually sure. get that upgrade or not. But great to be back on Ghost of Tsushima. Um, and then, what do I have anything else? Yes, I watched the new South Park episode. Uh, it's called City People. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good, Alden. Uh, I can imagine which, where that goes. 
I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for you to watch it because it, uh, okay. it's got some pretty good jokes in there. What did you okay. think of that second episode now that you watched it? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I did. I did like <laughs> the whole premise of the episode. <laughs> I thought that was, was pretty entertaining. Are you talking um, like Token's name? Yeah, Token's name. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm I. The new episode doesn't have Randy in it at all, which I thought was surprising because I thought it was setting up for something with Randy. But this new episode's quite quite good in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that's all we got, Holden. So what do we what do we got? Uh. Okay. So next week. Um. I don't think there's a new movie coming out. Um. So what do you think? What do you- Is it Coda time? Is it DSL Coda? Yeah, we could do Coda. DC Elfine. Um, I am I am going to check out Texas Chainsaw because I'm really curious about it, but reviews have not been kind. So why are you so curious about that movie? I just because like I I don't know. It, it it just seems like a weird movie to put on Netflix, and like I don't know. I've I've seen, um people say that it's very entertaining from a slasher perspective uh and it's only like 70 minutes so i don't know it's not that long i don't know (laughs) i don't know if i that's 70 minutes i won't ever get back (laughs) um but yeah we can do coda next week that'd probably be the best time to do that sweet what else hold in so we'll do that uh we don't have any shows until moon night i don't th- or unless we do the boys but still that's a couple weeks away um so yeah if you want to leave us a request you can do so by uh leaving us a five-star review on itunes or by emailing us at tompodcast at gmail.com or by donating to our patreon um yeah I never say, uh, but feel free to uh, share our podcast. We'd very much appreciate any <laughs> shares we get, of course. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, Holden, you don't want to see Cyrano with Peter Dinklage? Uh, I, mean, I don't. I don't. Do, wait, does that come it. out next week? Has it's that not a, already come out? <laughs> it says February. I thought it was coming out at the end of January, but it says February 25th. So oh, I don't really care about that. I don't know. So. Um, Unless it's really good, then I guess we can see it. And then two weeks from now, Holden. Jimmy's most anticipated movie of the year. Yeah. The Batman. The Batman. All right, sweet. Uh, until next time, adios pantalones. Love you. <laughs>